Hey there, Benoa here, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Business of Everyday podcast. My earnest desire is that our time together each week would encourage, inspire, and equip you to live each day of your life graciously to the glory of God. How many Christians have prayed for someone only to see their prayers go unanswered? How many have prayed and perhaps have given up because either they have been discouraged through a weakness of faith or have come to the conclusion that whatever they may have been praying about isn't the will of God? However, how we deal with unanswered prayers is not just for our own benefit, but it is for the benefit of those who are also watching us as well. On this episode of the Business of Everyday podcast, my brother Frank Jose joins me again on our conversation about prayer. But today, we are going to engage on the topic, how should a Christian respond to unanswered prayers? Good to have you back, Frank. Hope all is well. Yes, please. Everything is fine, though. I hope you are also doing well. <laughs> yes. My God's grace, I'm doing well, too. Yeah. So let's get into today's topic then. Okay. So it appears as though many Christians love to pray, but mostly keep at it when prayers yield expected results. If not, then we are at war with God. I've heard people say things like, where was God when I needed help with my fees? Where was God when I lost my parents and had to struggle so much to the point of even death? Even quite recently, on the issue of this Ghanaian footballer who lost his life as a result of an earthquake, you know, in the heat of the moment, the news broke out and I read several things that people were saying, particularly on Twitter. And it was somewhat ridiculous Christians, pastors, and even God. Because some men of God declared and prayed that he would be found alive and even if for nothing, in their understanding, the footballer was a good person and a Christian who did a lot of charitable works. So some said God could have just prevented a disaster or even kept him away from the place, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's tough to go through stuff like that and not get what you expected. In those times, if you are not firmly grounded, you'll be shaken to your core and anything can just bring you down afterwards. Even Proverbs 13, 12 says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that's so true because even me, I've had my share of experiences, but if we are not careful, these moments or experiences will make us miss the mark. So let me ask you, Frank, have you ever been disappointed with God because of an unanswered prayer? Yes, that was at first, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that was when I was a young believer, Yeah, you know, and that time I didn't understand certain things mm. as a Christian. Yeah. So there are Christians eh, that they only go to God when they need something. Mm. You see, if that it's your life then you may be disappointed Mm. because you only go to God when there is an emergency, when you need God. But from the previous episodes, we learned that prayer should be your lifestyle as a Christian. That's right. Prayer should be your lifestyle. It must be something that you do all the time. You see, Jesus says something that men ought to always pray and not faint. Not faint, yeah. So we must Pray at all times and not give up. That is why First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, it says that pray without season. 
So we ought to pray. Prayer must become our lifestyle. You see, when you face challenge, that is when you pray. You will not pray according to the will of God, but you will pray according to your emotions and the things that you are going through. And those things might not be in line with the will of God. So your answer may be delayed or denied because you are not praying according to the will of God. And that will make you disappointed. Mm. So for the question that you ask, I've been disappointed before. Mm. But right now that I've grown in the Lord, I'm not disappointed. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so true. And I just want to know, like, in those phases of your life where, I mean, you'd be expecting something from God and because it didn't happen, the moment you're expecting it, you know, how did it make you feel? And how was your response to that unanswered prayer? Um, I am that type that I want to see the thing happen. So mm. I press on. I don't give up. Mm. So I continue in prayer until I see something. Even if I don't get the desired answer or the results, mm. I still keep on until I see something that mm. the problem has been fixed. And truly, as you press on, it may take you days, weeks, or months, or probably years. But you see that at the end of the day, the answer will come. Mm. So what I would say is that you don't have to give up when answers are not coming at the time that you expect, but you have to keep on praying. Mm. And I know that God is a prayer answering God and he will do something about the situation. Sure. Yeah, that's so true. As we've said in our previous episodes, if we see prayer as that privilege of having to, you know, meet face to face with God and have discussions with him, even if like, you're not going to get like let's say something physically tangibly the fulfillment in that moment i mean just the presence of god with us is enough to take care of every issue you know while we are talking about being disappointed because god didn't answer um a certain thing or not though i think at that time i was um, with you guys and we're all yeah. and it was a it was a phase that we, i think were some either some of us were looking for jobs <laughs> Some of us yeah. were looking for jobs and some of us too, we wanted to, you know, go and further our education, if you remember, and all these sure, things. Sure. And I'm still sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I had put my my eggs, somebody would say, don't put your eggs in one basket. I had put all my eggs in one basket. I knew that after this, you know, my national service, this and this and that, I want to go and further my education. So, because I didn't see any future for me in terms of even the yeah. program that i studied because it wasn't something that I was really interested in i didn't know where to go and realizing that even during my service i followed in the line of what i studied in school and i knew that that wasn't the place for me and so i was really confused and i didn't know and i was like okay if i get the opportunity to go and further my education then i'll be able to do other things that i really wanted to do so imagine sure. that you have so much confidence and Charlie, the kind of prayers that we were praying, we bring our things <laughs> and we fast and all those things, those, those <laughs> all nights and all, I mean, those periods, it was wild. Like we were all out, the service, all the yeah. things that we were doing, like as at that time, I yeah. knew the thing was, even if I didn't qualify, I knew God, <laughs> grace would qualify <laughs> me. I mean, that was, yeah. that was just, I had so much fame. So you can imagine what I went through when the thing didn't happen 
Like I yes. got so much disappointed and not just in the fact that, I mean, what I was expecting didn't happen. But another angle was that I didn't know what I was going to do with my life again because <laughs> who is going to help me yeah. here in this Ghana? You know, I so, didn't have hope anywhere. And so yeah. that that phase really broke me. And as you said, but most of the time when I even think about like God is the one that I'm looking up to. And imagine in quotes, God disappointing you. Even God <laughs> disappointing <laughs> you, then who can you, you know, tend to? And so, yeah. yes, even in those moments, like you'll be angry, but you still pick up yourself and go like, let me still, <laughs> let me still move on and, and see what the on. Lord, life goes yeah. On. Yeah, so life goes on, whether your prayers are answered or not. You know, you see, the Bible says that many are the plans in a man's heart, but only the counsel of God that will prevail. Mm. So God has an agenda for your life. So until you tap into the agenda or the plan of God for your life, you might think that God has disappointed you. Mm. You see, God has a plan for us. One thing that believers need to understand is that God has a plan. For he told Jeremiah that I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Right. So God has a master plan for us before he created us, before he brought us to this world. He has a plan for us. So he will make sure that we are aligned to that purpose and that plan. You see, when you pray and things are not going the way that you are expecting, it means that you are not working or your prayer is not in line, may not be in line with the will of God. Mm. You see, all those disappointments, all those setbacks, all those things will happen. You see, when all these things happen, it will push you to your destination mm, yeah, to the, discover the, who you are yes it would push you into the agenda of god for your life so you may have a plan b but god has a plan a for your life you see a time can come in a man's life where even the closest friends the people that you trust the people that you know that they can help you you see god can close those doors before you and none of the people around will be able to help you mm. but you see when god will do that just to bring you back to his purpose. And when you are working in line with the purpose of God, that is when the, all those people will come back. You see, it happened to Job mm. when he was in trouble. He has family and friends. They couldn't help him. You see, when he was going through the troubles, all their friend did was that they came to talk. They came with words. Mm. When he was in trouble, their friends came with words. Their and their words were, were not words that were even encouraging. <laughs> yeah. They came to blame him. That maybe you have sinned sin against God. That is why all these things are happening to you. Yeah. And the family left him. The wife said that, why don't you curse God and die? Mm. But Joe stood on his ground. And then at the end of the day, the Bible says that after Job has prayed for his friend, God restored him. How? The Bible said that his family and his friends came to him. And they offered him gold and silver. Mm. They offered him gold and silver. So why couldn't they give him the gold and silver when he was in trouble? But until when he had been restored, yeah, when God tested and tried. tried him till he had been restored, that was when they brought him gold and silver. That is the last chapter of Job. Mm. So all these things, all the frustrations, all the things, I don't know what maybe some of the listeners may be going through some hard times at this moment. 
But one thing that I want you to understand is that God is ordering your steps. Mm. And the good things and the bad things, you see, as Paul said, that all things work together for good. Right. So good things may happen, bad things may happen, disappointments may come. People, you see, sometimes when you call people, they will not answer. When they see your calls, they are angry. They don't want to <laughs> talk to you. <laughs> they don't want to talk to you. You see, things happen and you become sad. It seems like there is nobody there to help me. There is nobody. Everybody has turned his back on me. But God is using all those situations to pull you to his agenda, to his plan. And when you get into the plan of God, things will fall into you. Mm. His place and life will become good for you. It's not that God is not answering your prayers. God is preparing something bigger for you. Yeah. You know, when you mentioned, when you brought up um, Job about everything that he was going through and everyone that was connected to him, even his very closest friends, and, you know, they were all thinking that this guy has done something wrong. But really, the guy had done nothing wrong and he was a righteous man. And sometimes, I mean, Christians, like when I spoke earlier concerning the footballer's death and all that, Sometimes we feel like because we've done something good, like we've been good to people, we go to church, we pay our tithes, we, we give our offerings and all those things. Like we are following, you know, a certain kind of standard because of that, we deserve something, you know, from God. And sometimes too, when people outside look at us Christians and they do not, I, I don't know the kind of standard by which they measure us with, but. They look at us and maybe they expect that based on certain things that we are doing as followers of Jesus. Yes, you know, we are supposed to see some physical manifestations, but we understand that to everything concerning us, there's a time and season. And so if that thing has not happened now, it doesn't mean it will not happen, but there's a season to it. If that season yeah. has not come yet, then you're not going to see that happen. Even Jesus's life, there are so many times that he would say, my time has not come yet. You know, this is not my yes. time. There are times so that he will say that the time has come for this to happen and it will happen yes. as he has said. And so sometimes, you know, back to the job issue, people will say that, oh, because the person is going through this and this and this, it is because he has done something wrong. But we get to understand from this whole story that it is really not about that. Even the fact that we receive something from God is not because we are good. It's just because he is good. Yes. <laughs> it's just because he is lovely. It's just because he yeah. he is love. He gives to us despite our yeah. shortcomings. And so we need yeah. to come to the point of understanding that God is always answering, like in the book of Daniel, even before the prayers uh, are released, God has already sent an answer. But there are so many yeah. things, you know, that play out whilst we are living in this falling world and so we need to really get to the understanding that god owns us god is the owner of our lives and he owns every other thing and so if our trust is in god then we know that there is nothing as we mentioned earlier in romans 8 28 there's nothing that you know will come our way that god is not aware of that he will, he cannot use for our good even if the evil one meant it for you know bad to affect us god will use that same situation to change things and turn yeah. things around for us so yeah. we should really yeah. understand that god answers prayer but to everything there's a time and season connected to it if it is not your time god will not waste his resources so if it's not time yeah. for you to you know get something he will make sure that you go through the process to ensure that when you get there you will handle that thing well 
in hindsight about the story i was sharing about me wanting to go further my education and all that and it didn't happen for me in that time that i was expecting even though i was so much disappointed and i was hurt <laughs> so much mm-hmm. and the funny thing is that i mean I, I kept it to myself. No one really knew what I was going through. And then I was just yeah. <laughs> moving about. We're still going to church and, and doing all those. But in my heart, I was really down and it really affected yeah. me. But in hindsight today, I see that if that opportunity had gone through, probably <laughs> I wouldn't be on the path I am now. I wouldn't have known the things I know now. And I wouldn't have gone on that deep journey, like on a, on a deep search to know who I really am and what God has yeah. really placed in me and what I can do with that to bring him glory. Sincerely, yes. I don't think I would have done that. Uh-huh. But all that you process. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. You yeah. wouldn't. Because at that time, all you wanted was like you had your own agenda. Yeah. Your own plan for your life. But you, you know that at the end of the day, you are seeing that God had a better plan for you. Right. So he brought what you think is a disappointment and those things. Like he pushed you into his purpose mm-hmm. and agenda for you. Mm-hmm. And so that is how God does his things. You see, when Joseph had a dream that he's going to be a great man, that all his family will bow down before him. His brothers thought that, oh, here comes the dream. Now let's kill him and let's see what comes of the dream. Oh, it comes see, of the his dream. Of the, yes. Yes. So at the end of the day, Joseph said that you meant it for evil mm. by selling it to the Egyptians, but God turned things around for good. Mm. So it means that while Joseph was going through all that in prison, whilst he was in prison, he was having visions and many things, a lot of things happened to Joseph, but he didn't give up. Maybe he complained. Maybe he cried out to God that, why have you said so many things about me and I'm mm. in prison now? How am I going to come out? How is my vision going to come to pass? Mm. He didn't know, but God has a master plan for him. That God was able to turn his life just in a day, within a day. His life, his destiny was changed just like that. Yeah. So the devil may orchestrate things to destroy you, but God has an agenda for you to bring you glory and honor in your life. Let's see the life of Jesus. The Bible says that he was sent into the wilderness for the devil to tempt him, to bring him disgrace, to bring him down. But you see, after the temptation, the devil tried. Do you know that the devil tempted him to bring him down? But you see, after the temptation, the Bible said that when he descended, he was glorified. Mm. And then the news about Jesus went all over the land. So even though it was something to bring him down, but at the end of the day, God used that to glorify him. That the news about him spread abroad. God used that to glorify him. Mm. So I don't know what you are going through that you've seen that God is not answering your prayers. It might look that God has disappointed you or your prayers are not being answered. But I can see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. As the Bible yeah. says that we may endure but for a night. But joy is coming in the morning. God is preparing a joy for you. God is preparing a feast before you in the presence of your enemy. Today, your enemy might have an upper hand over you, but God is preparing a bigger table for you. That's wonderful. 
So um, in preparing for this session, I was just reflecting on a couple of things. And one of those things were like, if you try to move around various churches on days that they have prayer meetings, you'd realize that it is just a handful of the members who are really committed to that department. And even if you take like a church with a membership of like maybe a thousand, I'm not sure you are going to get even 10% of that number become like committed members of that prayer department but in the same vein let there be a word out about a particular ministry or a man of god who's you know ministry people testify to the fact that when people connect to to them whether in prayer or their services like they get results what they are expecting they get the results and all roads will lead to that destination. Because I mean, who doesn't want answered prayers? <laughs> yeah. But if this is our attitude towards prayer, isn't this really telling of the kind of, you know, relationship we have with God? Isn't the same God the one we have in our various churches? And so if we are consistent with him, we have a relationship with him. Aren't we going to get the same result or we need to be moving around? I mean, this is just something that was coming to my mind and if we don't get yeah. the answers that we are expecting here, then we'll keep moving around till we get what we are expecting. Mind you, it's not every spirit that is from God and it's not every man claiming to be a man of God who is actually a man of God. So you may be yeah. connecting yourself to someone Dream or something God. that, yes, that is not of God. So, yeah. I mean, well, what can you say about this? The thing is, <laughs> we must develop that kind of relationship. From our previous episodes, I was saying that, you see, prayer is a call to fellowship. Mm. It's a communion. You see, it's not asking God for something, making a request, and then God granting you the request, and then you are off. Mm. Whenever you are in need, you come back. No. You see, that is the attitude of most people. Mm. Uh, Not only believers, but most people. When they need something, they go to God. When God does it, they move away. That's I don't it. need God. until the next need, need arises. Uh-huh. Until I need something again. So let me go. But you see, God wants us to have that continual fellowship with Him. That is why Jesus said that men ought to always pray and not faint. So it means that if you stop praying, you become faint or you give up. So mm-hmm. the more you pray, the more you become strong or you build a stamina in mm-hmm. your spirit. Mm. You build stamina so that you'll be able to accommodate the blessings of God. You see, anything that God will give is a spiritual thing. So until you build your spirit man to have enough stamina or capacity to hold the blessings of God, you'll be looking for earthly things, the worldly things, whilst God wants you to have some spiritual blessings. Hmm. So that those things, when it manifests, it will manifest in the physical realm. Hmm. And all these physical things will become a bonus to you. Hmm. So we must learn to have that kind of fellowship with God. That it becomes our lifestyle. You see, when you look at Daniel, the Bible says that they couldn't find any fault with Daniel except his prayer life. Mm. because the man was always communing with God. He was praying with God. So because of his prayer life, because he wanted his prayer life to become so deep and so active, he said that he will not eat the king's food. He wanted to become more intimate with God. Even, let's look at Jesus. After every day ministration, he will minister in the day. And the Bible says that in the night, he will pray throughout the night. What was keeping him? 
because he needed to build a stamina in the spirit to do the things that he will do in the day. Mm. So you work in the day, but you build stamina in your closet. Right. So God wants us to have that stamina. Just recently, I had a revelation about something that these days, men of God, we dispense our gifts. We are so much into our gifts that mm. we neglect the relationship, our relationship with God. Mm. You know that we have the gift of the Spirit and that we have the fruit of the Spirit. Right. So God wants us to have the fruit of the Spirit abounding in us more than the giftings. Mm. So when you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, God tells us that if I'm able to prophesy, if I'm able to do all these signs and wonders, and if I don't have love, mm. he says that you are making noise right. in the eyes of God. And love here represents the fruit of the Spirit. Right. And then the miracles and the signs represent the giftings. Mm. But these days we are more concerned, we put more emphasis on the giftings. We want to be more anointed, we want to be more powerful. I mean, that's but what the people are looking for. Yes. So that they will know that we are powerful. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are powerful. But your relationship with God is more important. Important, yeah, for Our sure. Our relationship with God, bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Because after doing all the signs and miracles, one day Jesus can tell you that because you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, he will tell you that I don't know you. Mm. Because you did works of iniquity. So we must be concerned about our relationship with God, that kind of intimacy. It will stop us from going here and there. Mm. Even the Bible tells us that in the last days, people will not listen to sound doctrines, but they will heap for themselves teachers because of their itching ears. Mm. They will heap for themselves people who will tell them what they want to hear, who will do signs and wonders. That is what the people want. That is a sign of immaturity. Mm. If you are grown in the things of God, you will spend time communing with God. The Bible says that when Jesus was born, there was two people. That was Anna and then Simeon. Mm. The Bible said that they were praying for the salvation of Israel. You see, these were not men and then women. They were not people who preaches. They were not doing anything. All that they were praying their whole life was praying that let the Savior be born. Mm. Let the Savior be born. And then when Jesus was born, the Bible said that these people were led by the Spirit to the temple to meet Jesus. So the people who meet the Savior are those who are eagerly awaiting for the Savior. Mm, if, you are not waiting, word. if you are not waiting, you will not see the Savior. Jesus mm. came and a lot of people didn't see him. It took those who were waiting, who were in the Spirit, they were interceding for the Savior. So they were able to see him because the Spirit told them that what you have been praying for, for years has now come. So these people, they didn't die. God told them, you will not die until you have seen the Savior. Mm. So we must cultivate some of these things. We must learn how, learn how to labor in the presence of God. You see, Moses waited in the presence of God just to get the Ten Commandments. commandments he waited. Yeah. yeah, he had to wait for 40 days, 40 nights for the Ten Commandments. Jesus had to wait on God to receive power from on high for 40 days, 40 nights. He didn't eat. Daniel, the Bible says that in uh, Daniel, he prayed for 21 days. He fasted and prayed for 21 days until an angel was released. So we need to cultivate that habit of praying, having that fellowship with God. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you know, 
we've been talking about you know maturing in the things of god maturing in your faith in christ and all that and there's something that keeps coming to me and it's it's about let's say the fact that we are able to say that because god didn't do this for me i'm angry like and so because of that me to our own save you again I mean, there are people who are atheists and there are some whose parents are even pastors who are atheists now. They don't believe God because of some experience that they've had to go through. And there are some too who, because of maybe education or because right now they feel like they know too much and so they can explain yeah. away who God is. And <laughs> you, you know, like when you, when you put these people together um, and also like, two people who are in a relationship who are not mature you realize that when there's a little fight there's a little quarrel one person tries to do things that will hurt the other party <laughs> yeah. you know one yeah. person tries to do things that will hurt the other party and that is intentional i bring this to our relationship with god imagine that you know maybe you're expecting something and it didn't happen as you were expecting and because of that you are angry at god and you are giving him attitude i mean he wants us to bring him our pain and i mean you are disappointed fine talk to him about it and after there move on you get you don't dwell in that he wants us to express whatever we are going through our feelings our anxieties everything to him but to the extent that we we are so much disappointed that we say that okay i'm not going to worship you again and then now we start doing the exact things that he doesn't want us to do just to get back you know at him then it's like two people being in a relationship where one person does things to hurt the other person just because things between them are not so cool and when we do that i don't think that we understand or we really know or think that god loves us so much that even when we act contrary to what his word says it hurts him yes I don't think we understand that, that if God says do this and you don't do it and you are harming your own self in return, that thing hurts him because he loves you so much. The extent is his son that he gave to us to die for our sins. And so if we respond that way to things that maybe we think that he has not done for us, then it really tells of the relationship we have with him. And I don't think that we really get the point that God really loves us because if God really loves us, then why is it that he didn't respond to this? Why is it that he didn't do this for me? Why is it that he didn't save my parents and all that? We don't think about it in that sense. And so then I'm going to go away and do my own thing. But if I feel that God loves me and anything I do to harm even myself harms him, then we would think about it twice when we want to do certain things. I mean, it's your body, <laughs> but... When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you turned everything over to him. And so you do not belong to yourself anymore. Anything, any cut in your body is a cut in Jesus' body. Anything that you feel, Jesus feels it. We are one. And so if we really understand it from this point that God loves us too much, like too much, <laughs> that he, everything that he brings our way, if it is not good for us, he wouldn't have allowed it. And so if sure. we have this trust and confidence, knowing that this is my father and everything that he brings to me, as long as I know I am walking with him, anything that comes my way, it didn't escape his eyes. It's not like he dozed off and then nothing happened. No, he's well aware. And if he has allowed it, then it's supposed to work something good. So if 
we are not receiving answers to our prayers, then I think that we should start asking God what he wants to show us or what he is doing with us in that moment that we are not receiving the kind of things that we are expecting that we receive so that we don't end up living bitter lives that we will start doing things that is not God glorifying just because we feel like God is not answering our prayers or he has forsaken us. Meanwhile, the Bible says that he will never leave nor forsake us. And that's his word. Sure. It never lies. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, even as we, we bring our session to a close, um, maybe some few words from you so that how we wrap up this session. Okay. So um, when you read the book of Habakkuk, mm. chapter one, the Bible says that Habakkuk saw a burden and then he prayed. And then after the prayer, he said in chapter two, he said that I was stand my watch and set myself on a rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablet that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, mm. but at the end it will speak. Though it tarries, at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Mm. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So after Habakkuk the prophet has prayed, he said that I will stand at my watch and wait. So after praying, we must position ourselves to hear what God has to say. Mm. So prayer is not a one way. But we pray to get results. We pray until because we are telling God to do something for us in prayer. So you must position yourself at a place where God will speak to you. So until God speaks to you, prayer has not ended. Mm. So we must learn to wait on God for God to speak to us before we end that session of prayer. You see, when you read Daniel chapter 10, the Bible says that Daniel set his heart to pray, to understand. When the angel came after 21 days, the angel said that, Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart to pray, I was released to give you your answers. But the prince of Persia withstood me for 21 days. That is why your prayer was delayed. So sometimes principalities and powers are able to hold our prayers. Something is holding your prayers. It is not always that God is not answering your prayers. But Daniel makes us understand that sometimes the principalities are able to withstand, stop or delay the answers to our prayers for some time. You see, they may not be able to stop it forever, but for a certain period. Mm -hmm. So we must understand all these things. You see, when we pray, it's not that just that we have prayed, so I must receive answers. You see, there are forces that fight against your prayers so that you, you will lose faith in God. So those people that say that, I've prayed, I have not seen anything. So let me go my way. You see, the principalities have been able to work. Daniel persisted. And then after 21 days, the angel was being released to give the answers to him. And then one thing that I want us to also know, when you read the book of Revelation chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says that there is a golden bowl in heaven full of incense, which is the prayer of the saints. Mm. So our prayers are not in vain. Anything that you say to God, it goes to God in a form of an incense. Mm. Our prayers are mixed with incense and then they are kept in a storage bowl in the presence of God. So we must understand that our prayers are stored. They are kept. 
And anything which is kept in the presence of God at the right time, God will release the answers. Mm. God will surely release the answers. That is why Habakkuk said that even though it tarries, your responsibility is to wait because at the end it will happen. That right. which you have asked from God, that which you have been praying for, which is not coming, it will come at the end. We must learn to wait. Mm. Whatever prayer that you have offered to God, God is able to answer your prayer. Mm. So just keep the hope up. So I just want you to pray into the life of anyone that is listening to us um, now that perhaps because of an unanswered prayer is, is discouraged and do not know what to do. Just speak a word of prayer into their lives. Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the life of whoever is listening to me now and is about to give up or has given up in life just because um, he or she prayed and the answers has not yet come. Father, your word said that we should ask and it shall be given. Your word said that we should call upon you and you shall answer us. In this, your word, that we put our faith and our trust. Father, we know that you are prayer answering God. Whoever has lifted up his or her voice to you, Father, I stand in the gap and I pray. I know that their prayers are stored in the bowl, waiting for the appointed time to be released. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus and I plead on their behalf that, Father, let their answers be released right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Most High, interceding for the church. Father, we pray that may you intercede for your people right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever thing that they are going through, that they seem to be at the end of the road. They are at the end of the road because their hope and their trust is in you. Father, come to their aid now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, O oh God, that Lord, may you begin to release answers in the name of Jesus. Prayers that have been stored in the bowl with incense, let the answers be released. That let angels which are ministers to the saints, let them minister to the needs of your people right now in the name of Jesus. May you wipe away their tears in the name of Jesus. May you take away their sorrows and their pains and their disappointments right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. May you fill their heart with joy and gladness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Help your people, oh God, those who are weak, those who are trusting you for healing. May you heal them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those who are trusting you for marriage. Father, those who are trusting you for babies. Father, I pray that may you open doors in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those who are trusting you for traveling opportunities. Father, May it be so in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those who are trusting you for job and their business, for financial breakthroughs in the academics, in every area of their lives. Whatever your people have whispered into your ears, Father, let it be done according to your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. For we know you are faithful God and you will do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ever imagine or think. Do it, O oh God, that your joy will be complete. I thank you and I bless you for answering the prayers of your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Another powerful word you've shared with us today. God bless you. And thank you so much for coming again. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. God bless you.
Thanks for listening today. I hope this has inspired you. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you do not miss an episode. I hope to meet you again next week right here on the Business of Everyday podcast. See you.